welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, esports, and sim racing. Today, we're going to be talking about French sports cars, in particular, Alpine's French sports cars, because while it makes the delectable A110 at present, going forward, it has big plans to disrupt the car market. To understand why, we're going to speak to professional Veloce esports sim racing driver and British GT race winner, James Baldwin, plus Guillaume Vernia from Alpine, Head of Esports and Partnerships. Together, we're going to see what the future lies. So, James, thank you for joining us. How are you today? No worries. My pleasure. Uh, I'm, I'm well. Yeah. You? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Uh, you've had a really successful esports uh, campaigns already in 2022, even though we're not even through halfway through the year. I just wanted to talk about the Alpine esports competition in particular. How would you summarise your season so far? Uh, season's been very good. Uh, it's a very short season, uh, so it's important to get the results straight away. So the first like sprint race was a disaster, but apart from that, it's been perfect. So um, and lots of fun as well. Really competitive grid. So and the the car itself is I've never driven it before on ACC, um, but it's it's a good fun car to drive. So nice. Yeah, I mean, you said first sprint race was a disaster, but it was still fifth position, I think. I think most people wouldn't call that a disaster, right? And then you still, then you won the feature race after that. So it was a good yeah, recovery. You're right. I mean, disaster is probably a bit much, but qualifying, like I got blocked, started ninth, and then almost got taken out. And, you know, fifth is, it's, it's okay. But as I say, when you've got six races, you need to make every result count. So, yeah. Let's say if you um, did win the prize drive in a test in a GT4, is that is that something you're aiming for? And would that be something that you're looking forward to? Oh, definitely. I mean, my whole purpose, uh, I think, in this industry is to like is to try and blur the lines between virtual and reality. Like I've, I've done it before, but that's what I want to continue doing. So to get a test in a, a GT4, which I've never driven before, I've only driven GT3, um, will be extremely like insightful, interesting. I'll learn a lot. And you never know what kind of door it can open. Um, you know, it's only a test, but it just it can open doors. So, um, yeah, I, if I can wrap it up like in the final round, then that'd be great. Yeah, I don't want to tempt fate there because obviously it's not quite decided. But exactly. you're definitely yeah. you're definitely on track. Touch wood. And, yeah, exactly. And also, a pretty unique scenario. Most people, uh, if they've driven a GT3 car and won a race competitively, they've probably driven a GT4 of some sort on the way up the ladder. But it's complete role reversal for you. It could be that then you can take some experience from that into this GT4 test pack. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm going to see it as like, you know, a bit, not a bit of fun, but like I'm going to go there and enjoy it. I'm not going to go, you know, with, with uh, the, the British GT stuff. Like I went and I was so nervous and, you know, I could, be, I could barely breathe. I was that nervous. But with this, if I do win and I do get the test, then I'll go to enjoy it. And I think yeah. things always go a bit better when you approach things like that. So... Yeah, do you think it's important for esports uh, competitions uh, like this to offer the opportunity to try something in the real world as well? I don't think it's essential. Like, I think esports now is its own thing and it can yeah. live on its own. There's professional teams doing it and whatever. But I think that's the unique thing with with sim racing and racing esports is the skills are so transferable that it can happen. You know, all right, if I do get the test, great. But any one of the sim races in the top 10 if they got the test they would all do a good job because the skills are exactly the same yeah, and they're true. all really good so um 
it does add like it adds an extra like razzmatazz to the prize i guess you know good word love a bit of razzmatazz, razzmatazz use, yeah. use it as much as i can and uh <laughs> do you think then that it shows confidence from alpine to offer it that they know that if anyone's good enough to qualify for this grid and then compete well and win against this field that you know it's going to be no, not necessarily a drama when it comes to a test session because let's be honest running a race car even if you're making the race car yourself is not a cheap exercise yeah i suppose it does show confidence definitely um I mean, it's it's no new story that you know sim racers can drive a real car. Like you know, it's been going yeah, on for a exactly. few years now, um, way before even I was doing it. So I think there's there has to be a confidence there now, um, and hopefully, I'd imagine because it's Alpine and they'll do it at Paul Ricard, and you know, you'd have to do something drastically wrong to hit anything at Paul Ricard. <laughs> so true, yeah. massive runoff areas there. Exactly. And uh, when you're, let's say. Like we've said, your results for this particular championship so far have been stellar. When you're leading a race and it's in theory in the bag, how do you stay focused and keep banging in the lap times when um, you know it could be very easy to lose your concentration? Is is concentration something that professional esports helps you learn and improve that skill? It definitely does, yeah. Um, I think it all comes. It really it comes down to the preparation. Like if I if I turned up to a race hungover, for example, my concentration is not going to mm. be good. Or if I'm not hydrated, or if I'm not if I've not eaten, or if I've got a setup that's an absolute nightmare to drive. You know, all those factors come into it. So if you if you make sure all those things are like as good as they can be, then in the actual race, then it's relatively easy. You know, if you're in the lead, to just pumping the laps you know not mm. driving at absolute 100 but like 99.9 relaxed hit your apexes hit your breaking points and just yeah, kind of a, a metronomic mentality you know like a like almost like a robot yeah. um but practicing that skill in, in esports as you say when you go into a real car it does help um and yeah i, I think that was one of the strengths i had was the the, the consistency compared to other drivers uh, I guess because of the sim racing. So, yeah, I just think that's one of the things that sometimes is overlooked. Is okay, maybe some people might say the sim racing. You can learn the tracks, you can learn competition, but there's this focus and a mental attitude as well, which is extremely intense. Especially it, like in this Alpine series where everybody's in the same machinery, and yeah. it's very hard to to find a difference. You mentioned prefer- preparation there. How, roughly, how much preparation have you put into this particular championship? Or would you put in typically to a professional level esports race? Well, it is busy at the moment. There's three or four different competitions going on. Mm. Um, but I'll dedicate as much as possible to it. So for Alpine, um, I'd say like jump on three or four days before and then do like two to three hours a day type thing. So right. uh, it's quite a lot. Like not crazy amounts, but like it is still quite a lot. Um, as I say, I'm balancing it with like the VTNR League, with SRO Esports, with uh, VCOs competition. So like, it is tricky, but um, yeah, if you do, if you practice well and you're not wasting your time, you can do quite a lot in two, three hours. So yeah, and you actually mentioned the other competitions. There's, even if even if they're on different tracks or different platforms, although of, of course SRO is on ACC as well, but that's GT3, not GT4. There are still things you can still pick up, I'm assuming, like how the game actually works, how it responds to setup changes. So it's not just the two or three hours per day for several days for Alpine, right? It's your combined experience. Is that a fair comment? 
fair comment definitely you're right the game you know different card different category but the game is you know the physics are the same the way the game works is roughly the same i mean the alpine has its quirks but you know it takes a bit of time to learn them but um like i find with the going to the gt4 as well from the gt3 in the game i just had so much time to think because it was going slower so it wasn't as tricky and you know say as going from gt4 to gt3 where things are coming at you a bit quicker so in that respect yeah it was a bit it was a bit easier um but it's been hard like the grid is stacked with yeah um, like really good acc drivers like george boothby marco payich and luke whitehead the list goes on so yeah it's a really good entry list and obviously it was through open qualifying as well so the fastest people are in there Speaking of preparation again, I think the final track is fan-voted. I'm not entirely sure at the time of recording it's been announced. So can you prepare at all for that? Or are you driving laps around every single circuit in the ACC? No. No, I'm not doing that. I think that's a waste of time. <laughs> but <laughs> that it's going to get... like My middle of June is so busy, right? And I think that's when the final round is. So as soon as the track gets announced, hopefully soon, I can put some laps in yeah. and just prepare as much as I can because, yeah... I'm not going to have much time on the week of the race to practice, which is a bit unique, but I do have quite a, a championship lead, so I don't have to win. I, I just yeah. need to get a few points. So so the goal for the final round is some consistent finishes, uh, nothing silly, and make sure you've got enough points of gap, do you think? Or are you just going to go in there and say, no, no, come on, I want to win the final two races as well? On the night, I will. But I know yeah. my preparation is going to be absolutely <laughs> terrible for it. So I think normal circumstances, yes, obviously go in and try and win. But, you know, being realistic, I think top fives, podiums, that would be enough. Yeah, I just want to touch upon the other esports activities you're doing within Assetto Corsa Competizione specifically, if that's okay, because uh, you mentioned a few just then. You did just win a race at Zonvolt in the GT World Challenge Europe. Last year, you won the British GT Esports and the GT World Challenge Europe on the same platform. Where do you think that game is at the minute when it comes to using it for an esports competition? I think it's um, underrated because, you know, the viewership isn't, yeah, it's no secret. It's not like F1 esports or anything like that. Um, the, the game itself, the simulator itself is very good, like my favourite. Um, simulates what GT cars feel like very well. Um I think it's like I think it is ready for these competitions. Like the infrastructure of the game and the way it's broadcasted is pretty awesome. I think um, it, I don't know what it needs really to get the the viewership of the the bigger series. But um, I mean, to an to an extent, I do care about that stuff. But my main focus is like getting results. Um, so, but it's interesting to see. I think it has got slightly more popular over the last year. So hopefully, it does continue to to grow. I would say so. I think there's been uh, several Seto Corsa, sorry, competitions using Seto Corsa Competizioni that are really well done. This is one of them, especially yeah. from a broadcast point of view. And the visuals of the game, they look they look really strong, better than, yeah. better than some other platforms and the wet weather, which is good. Um, do you think more car manufacturers should be involved in esports? I mean, there's obviously Alpine, there's several others out there. Do you think it's a, a, a sign that the, the automotive industry is aware that the next generation of not just motorsport drivers, but real world, normal car drivers are actually watching esports. I think it's great. Like Alpine have, have done this obviously last year as well, but more so this year. Um, I think it's really important because like, if it was called, you know, 
it's something that uh, uh something esports series that no one knew the name of or didn't right. know what it was it, there'd be no credibility to it like i wouldn't go and do it but because it's alpine you know really really famous car manufacturer um the opportunities to have a, a gt4 test and that, that's why i went to do it because it was it was credible so i, I know if i win it people would look at me and go oh well he won that alpine esports series but well, that's quite a big deal so i think it's quite important for for big car manufacturers and, and businesses to incorporate themselves in esports um for everyone involved really so yeah. no fair play to them couldn't agree more i think it's a really good step forward um one final question uh you recently announced that you might be doing some uh, motorsport again later this year let's hope that comes through i know we can't talk specifics now but do you think competing in something like these top level esports competition is also keeping your mind sharp for what might come on the real world track in the future that's completely why i'm doing it because right. if i wasn't doing it i wouldn't be doing anything i haven't got the money to go testing so i would just get to that real life opportunity and and probably have a bit of a disaster so okay. um keeps me sharp it's like it just well it's my job as well like you know i, I represent a team doing this for Loche, so um and I enjoy it. Like it's it's a genuine passion. Like I don't feel like I have to go and mm. yeah, I don't have to lug myself on the rig and force myself to practice. Like I enjoy doing it. Um, I enjoy competing. But yeah, it does keep me extremely sharp. Well, hopefully, uh, when yeah. the real life opportunity comes around, I should be in a very good place mentally and physically. So, well, brilliant. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that opportunity that might come in the Thanks, real man. world, but also with um, the remaining esports competitions you've got planned for the rest of this year, in particular, the Alpine esports finale, which is coming soon on the 23rd of June. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure you'll do it. Thanks for your time. Cheers, Tom. So, Guillaume, pleasure to speak to you today. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Thomas? Oh, really good to speak to you, and thank you very much for your time. So, obviously, you work for Alpine esports and also the Formula One team. So just quickly, for those who don't know, talk me through a, a typical day in your life, please. So I've been working with um, Alpine Front for now five years, um, a bit of time in the UK in Enstone, and a bit of time in Viri, where we produce the power train as well. Um, so I do three things. Uh, the first thing that I do is like sponsorship, so finding sponsor for the Formula One team. Um, I do esports, so I created Alpine Sport and managing like a full team uh, now, um, I used to manage before the partnership between Renault Sport and Team Vitality, um, of, from which we were like present on multiple games, but uh, mainly F1 Esports and Rocket League. We've been world champion of Rocket League as well, of the RLCS um, competition. Right. And, um, and then everything changed when Alpine you know, came, came into Formula One. Uh, it's right. obviously more like premium brown, so... We try it's said to be like um, you know everywhere in the sport. We try to you know be very specific, and so that's when we decided to be uh, more on sim racing, which which is where the brown is more legit, let's say. Mm. And so we made a partnership with Race Clutch, um, the sim racing MTT in France, um, and we created Alpine Sport last year. So we do three things with Alpine Sport. The first one we participate in the F1 Sport Series, like every other Formula One teams. Yep. Uh, we participate to the virtual Le Mans series as well, mm-hmm. um, and we organize our own championship uh, called the Alpine Sports Series uh, um, as well. So, and then the third thing uh, that I do uh, for the team is around Web3 
um, crypto NFTs. Um, I'm a sort like of a geek expert in that area. Uh, <laughs> with within Alpine, let's say. So that these are like the three things that uh, that I do on a daily basis. That sounds like a very busy and varied role. So you, so you're almost looking to the future with uh, Web three. Uh, then you're looking at the burgeoning sport of esports, and then also working on the extremely important relationship. Uh, building for the sponsors with the Formula One team. That's mad. I don't know how you get any sleep. But how do you um, how do you balance the two? Is there like a, a connection between those three pillars? Yes, exactly. So you have like um, Web three is obviously like the future, like of kind of like internet basically. Mm. Um, so it's the future also of gaming. You have like massive studios that are building on this. It has actually quite cool racing games that are being created right now on on the blockchain. So um, this is more like to look at also what we could do as like an esports organization in the future as well. So there's a lot of like gaming and IT linked to it, uh, which helps me mixing a bit of both. And on sponsorship, you know, we got like partners that um, we, we're selling Formula One, but we were also selling esports um, in the same Clever. kind of like bundles. Um, and so that's a strategy that is being done by you know more or less all the Formula One teams right now. Um, but we have like partners that really enjoy esports and sim racing, for, you know, like Binance that is sponsor of the Formula One team as well as esports. We got like Mendian, the cybersecurity uh, brand from the US that is sponsor of like the Formula One team as well as esports. So um, this helps like um, getting additional funds to get more, let's say, fun things happening in, in the world of sim racing with, uh, with the brand. That's very clever. So you're, you're leveraging both worlds and making them work together. That's a very interesting prospect. Uh, when it comes to esports within the company of Alpine, you know, prestigious sports car manufacturer, established WEC and Formula One teams, where does esports sit in terms of a priority within the business? So, obviously, Alpine is like, at the moment, selling premium cars. Um, the aim is to go fully electric, fully yep. electric sport cars. We, we're having like, you know, new models that will, will go out in markets by 2024, 2025, 2026. Um, and that's that's new new product will be 100% electric. Mm. You have to see this brand as like the Tesla of Europe um, and with the with the kind of like sportiveness of Ferrari. So okay. that's that's the kind of like positioning that Tesla wants to uh, develop. And, and so by doing so, uh, you know, we, we need to target like also an audience that can purchase these kind of cars, but also a younger audience as well, because at the moment we, right. we're targeting an old uh, audience as well. And we that's that's the strategy on the brown side. And there's there's more to it, but I think like on some of your questions, we will answer this. Um, you know, eSport is a full pillar of like the motorsport strategy of Alpine. So if you go on the... The Alpine Cars website, you got like a cars part, you got like the mm. F1 part, you got the work part, and then you have the esports part. So yeah, this is right like a full on pillar of uh, of the strategy. And we want to have like, you know, where we talked about virtual Le Mans, we, we, then we, we are presenting the, the work that we, where we are in real life. We are presenting the, the Formula One team when we go to the F1 sports series. Mm. What do we do for the kind of like car racing? We do the Alpine Sports Series because then we activate the GT4 car. 
but I'm relying on the next like generation of cars that then we can organize more um, more on the sim racing side. So we represent like more or less all the activities of like the team, but also in the virtual world. Wow, so that's that's much deeper than I expected because obviously I'd seen the Alpine cars website with the esports uh, listed there, but it sounds as if yes, you're only competing in things that are directly relevant to what the real world motorsport and car business is doing, and also you're trying to plan for the future of the entire business and using virtual racing to do that. That's I think it's quite innovative, it, I think. Yeah, it's it's something that it's a kind of restriction as well because um, you know if you're Williams Sport, if you're Red Bull, you know racing esports, you can you know more or less drive any car, any make in any game you want because you're not like a car manufacturer. So you can brand like I don't know BMW, even like another Porsche or anything like. If you are a car manufacturer like Ferrari or Alpine, you know when when you have your own esports team, you can only drive like you know cars of your make, uh, and and that's like that's where um, it's 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 good. It's an asset to promote your cars, but it's a restriction in the term of like what competition you can enter or not. True. Interesting. Um, what we're talking before the finale of the Alpine Esports series. So obviously, like you say there, you've got the Virtual Le Mans series, 24 Hours of Le Mans Virtual. You've got the Formula One Esports Series Pro, but Alpine Esports is your own entity, okay? It uses Assetto Corsa Competizione, but you're, as a company, responsible for the rules and the regulations, and every car is an Alpine A110 GT4, which is a very nice vehicle. Um, how's... This is the second season of this championship. How is it going for you so far? Has it reached expectations? Yes, I mean, like we we wanted to go bigger for this year. You know, last year there was still like the GT4 car to win, but experience to win. Um, this year we wanted to go bigger, like with the support from our partners as well. So there's like um, you know a track racer TRX to win. There's like a couple of products from Philips U lights. You know all the connected lights, cool lights that you can mm. have on your simulator as well. And we we also got like a big cash price um, in in uh, crypto uh, from uh, our Binance uh, partner. And there's a there's a cash price of like $100,000 worth of crypto to win, um, which, you know, the winners can do whatever they want with it. They can sell it and change it back to pounds. Uh, they can decide to keep some of it. We 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 changed that to kind of like grow the competition as well and attract like top players like you, you mentioned, you know, James James Baldwin, like who has like yeah. a very impressive Palmares and he's is also a very good guy uh, that we met around like the F1 Sports series. Um, so we, that's how we wanted to grow the the competition. I think it's like very competitive as well this year. Um, we wanted to uh, improve the show by having like specific liveries from from each of our partners. They they are designed by Sean Bull, um, who's like uh, who's our graphic designer. He designed mm. like F1 cars and so on. So um, that's how we wanted to, to go, kind of like the spectacle of the series. Yeah. So we we want to grow the series. We want to find the also talents to then like join um, the kind of like projects that we have. So that's why. Um, the top five, I think, gets to join like the Shamir uh, kind of like academy, esport academy. So that's that's you know the, we're very happy about the competition. We're happy about like you know this year's like you know uh, enthusiasm 
Um, yep. And we we always want to grow uh, as well. So we're already thinking about next year as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a it was a six race calendar for this season, so four have already been done. The last one's going to be a fan vote for the track. So James Baldwin, as you mentioned, there is, is far out in front, but it's not decided yet. So it's all to play for for the final round. Um, the the top winning prize is a GT4 track day experience in an Alpine. Is it important to have a link there between the very best esports talent and then also then putting that into practice on a circuit? Exactly. For I mean, like for. For us, it was one of the pillars when I presented this to the, the management of Alpine. Say, like, this is not just like people playing games. Um, and, you know, obviously, you have like, you know, older person that are the board of management and they are like, you know, we want to cut this idea of, you know, gamers are just like basement people, you know, it's increased mm, paying yeah. video games. That's not true. Actually, like these guys are putting a lot of energy and effort in training. And, you know, we have like the chance with sim racing to have something that is getting very close to real racing. Um, you know, you can't say the same for FIFA first. You can be good on FIFA, that doesn't mean you're good with a with a you know with a ball on, on a football pitch, you know. It's completely As, different skill set, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And us we, we have that that link directly from strategy from you know, um, you know, setting up a car from feeling, yep. from force feedback, from position, everything is kind of similar, and that's kind of like very, very interesting. So you got like a lot of F1 drivers that play also on, on simulators. You know, the example of Max Verstappen, mm. you know, he's probably very good because also he plays on, on the simulators. So, um, so we, for us, it's very important to have this link from you very good on 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 you know esport competition. Then there's like an opportunity for you to uh, drive the same car uh, yeah. in real life and give us feedback on, on that experience, and that's something we're taking very very seriously. We want to open up these activities. It doesn't say like, you know, you're gonna go from playing F1 2022 to directly going Formula One. That's that's not mm. like the way it works because they're True. they're still G4Cs as 20 best driver in the world. That's gonna be tough to get like. Um, um, you know, anyone jump from like a simulator to there. But what about Clio Cup? What about like Alpine Cup? Yep. What about Alpine like Cup? Yeah. GT4 cars, season, like they, these are like things that we can do easily as well. So this is this is some of the things that we're pushing to bridge to, you know, show that there's like a bridge mm. between the two. And, do you think uh, in the future that's something you could explore further? You know, like a Clio Cup drive or an Alpine Cup drive from for the best esports drivers perhaps? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something we're looking at. We we start Stay gathering involved. like, yeah, we start gathering how much like a season would cost or this kind of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. We uh, we want also to push, you know, opening you know our you know driving experiences to um, our esport drivers as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, that's excellent. There's there's more to come in that space. Oh, okay, we'll be uh, watching uh, very eagerly to see if if that develops. Um, I don't want to keep you too long, but so before we go, um, are you looking forward to the finale of the Alpine uh, eSports series? Yeah, it's going to be like a very interesting uh, competition um, between, you know, George and, and James. I think it's going to be like uh, a very tough uh, finale for uh, all the drivers. So uh, good luck to everybody. Absolutely. Same, same here. Best luck to everybody involved. And even for those who aren't competing for the overall crown, there's still something to play for and, uh, in the in the final race there. So, 
Uh, Guillaume, thank you very much for your time. I, as we're recording, I know you're very busy with the Monaco Grand Prix coming up, so good luck with that as well. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, best luck with the Alpine Esports projects. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us as we discuss the, the future of Alpine as a sports car manufacturer turning into an EV, electric car manufacturer, and using esports to attract that new audience, plus some insight into James Baldwin's mindset and preparation to be at the very top of professional esports. If you enjoyed that, then please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review or follow and like and rate on Spotify because that really helps us out, enables us to create more episodes with even greater guests each week. So don't forget every Monday normally, unless there's an embargo, there will be a new Traction.gg podcast. You can follow Traction.gg on social media and also visit the Traction.gg, that's the URL, website every day for the very latest racing game and sim racing news and views. But for now, keep it pinned.